Today's guest is quickly taking over our TV screens. Please do not go anywhere because we have a very special guest. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Millennial Hollywood here on the Popcorn Talk Network. She makes us laugh, she makes us cry, and she does an amazing job of portraying Allison Adams in For the People on ABC. Please welcome my friend Jasmine Savoy Brown. How are you today? I'm good. We're matching. I know. I like right. <laughs> Me too. It's been a long time since I've seen you. Yeah. It's been like over a year now. When was that? It was when we were promoting a show you did probably last year. For Stitchers, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think was in like 2016. Oh, wow. It's been a while. It's been a while. We took that like awesome selfie where we were like... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. I but you that. have been very busy recently. You've been on yes. like a whole press tour before the people and I definitely have so many questions about that but I kind of wanted to take it back to the beginning I wanted to ask you when did you first discover your love for entertainment I don't think I really discovered it it just was always there Mm -hmm. it's kind of just in my blood like both of my parents are artists in a way and my grandparents uh, were artists in their own way so it's just always been a part of me. I just came out performing for people. Like, and, yeah, like, let me dance for you. Let me tell you a story. Let me sing you a song. Oh, that's awesome. So I've kind of just always known that's what I wanted to do. That's awesome. And besides your family, who has been like the biggest person in the entertainment industry that's inspired you? In the entertainment industry. Hmm, that's a tough one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm very obsessed with Viola Davis. Oh, yes. I didn't discover her till later, though. When I was younger, I really loved Regina King. So mm-hmm. then when I worked with her on The Leftovers, that was a big deal. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a bunch, but those are the first two that come to mind. That's awesome. And you actually moved from Springfield, Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. When did you make the move? I moved from Springfield, where I grew up, to Portland when I graduated, and then from Portland to L.A. when I was 19. Okay, that's awesome. I'm actually from Springfield, Missouri. So I oh, saw I was really? like, hey. that's so funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, but let's talk about For the People. So we are on episode two, correct? Mm-hmm. And the third, which, which day or, does it air? Actually, the third, if okay. today is Friday. Okay, it airs and tonight. And the third came out on Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> A lot of, yeah, good, good call, good call. Um, so what has it been like? When, like? when did you go in for this audition? How did this come about? Yeah. I don't remember what happened right before, but I was uh, driving to Ojai for a playwrights festival for a week, which is kind of like, it's just the summer camp where we put on these workshops of these plays for Mm -hmm. these awesome playwrights. And on the way there, I got the email and I pulled over really fast and read it. And I was like, this is something I want to book. So I drove back and forth from Ojai to LA two or three times that week to audition and I booked it really fast, which is nice as an mm-hmm. actor. I don't have to sit and wait. And am I going to get it? Am I not? But I booked it on a Wednesday. I was in the studio on a Thursday meeting everyone. And then we were shooting two weeks later. So it happened very fast in a whirlwind, as it usually does. Yeah, definitely. I think it's crazy, though, because this is like, like when, whenever you were auditioning, did you realize that this was such like a, like a lead role? Kind of, yes and no. I feel like... I I don't know. Yes and no. I kind of figured out what it was as it was unfolding for mm-hmm. me on set. That's awesome. And you also, I saw a photo um, that was posted where you were like on the bathroom floor and that's when you found out, right? You were like oh, crying gosh, on the bathroom floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I had been like pacing around all morning. Like, <laughs> yes. And then um, she was in the bathroom getting ready or something, so... 
when they called, I went in there and then, yeah, fell to the floor and was like, oh, I'm so excited. That is awesome. That's it's so cool. Pretty cool. It must be like an incredible feeling for sure. Where do you, where did you guys film? We, uh, on the Paramount lot. Oh, cool. Which is my favorite lot. So that was another plus. Yeah. Yeah. Had you ever gotten to film there before? I shot Love there. Okay. Actually, at the studio, or not the studio, um, the stage right next to one of our stages. Mm -hmm. So little did I know last year when I was shooting in there that I'd be living right around the corner. That's cool. A year later. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, for those who haven't seen the show, uh, explain like your character, Allison. Yeah. So the show is about lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Three federal public defenders, three prosecutors in the Southern District of New York. And we meet them all on their first day being sworn in as their careers are about to take off. And Allison Adams, my character, is a federal public defender. And she's best friends and lives with her roommate, Sandra Bell, played by the lovely Britt Robertson. And Allison comes from privilege and comfort. She lives in an apartment in the Upper East Side. And... That kind of informs, well, obviously, that informs her perspective mm -hmm. and makes it even a more interesting choice, in my opinion, that she would become a public defender mm -hmm. um, because that what drives her, it comes from a place of um, a bit of guilt for what she has and wanting to help other people, whereas Sandra, it comes from a very personal place of things that she went through growing up. So Allison... Yeah, she loves her job, and she loves her best friend, and she loves to have fun. And mm -hmm. also when we meet her, she has a boyfriend, Seth, played by Ben Rappaport, who is a prosecutor. Mm. And they break up in the first episode. That was so Spoiler. sad. Spoiler. I know. Whenever that happened, I was like, are you kidding me? They broke up already? I know. As soon as you start to like them together, they're mm. ripped apart. I have a feeling that this season is going to be like a Ross and Rachel situation. I think that there's chemistry there, obviously. Mm -hmm. You can't just like walk out and like not have feelings anymore. Yeah. So I, I think my favorite line so far of the season, it was like, it like killed me, like right to the heart was whenever he was like, if I left anything at the apartment, you're like, just me. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, no. It was so good. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like literally one of those people where I'm like on the couch with my popcorn like DVR, like watching it and like freaking out. I, just, <laughs> I love that. I just love these types of shows because it's so cool. And Shonda Rhimes, like, have you always been a fan of her? Like, watch Grey's Anatomy or? Yeah, I well actually booking this show. Then I went back and started Grey's Anatomy from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of it in middle school and just random episodes, but I never started from the beginning. But I love that when I think of Shonda Rhimes, the first people I think of personally are Viola Davis and Carrie Washington. Mm -hmm. And just the representation that is Shonda Land and the strong female characters and the thick layered humans that she creates. So yeah, it's it's still kind of crazy to think that I'm a yeah. part of that now. It must be surreal because she's like responsible for so many of all of our favorite shows. Yeah, and sure. so many careers. So mm -hmm. many actors started their major careers on her shows so you're like thank you <laughs> yeah thank you Shonda <laughs> that's so amazing I mean I know that your character is a lot different from Olivia Pope but I feel like I get that kind of like mm, vibe I love that <laughs> and so as soon as I saw the teaser on your Instagram I was so excited just because you're just like this powerful female character and I think that's so important especially in tv shows and media today I just love that because you know you don't need saving like of course you'd want to right. get back with Seth yes but like at the end of the day 
you are your own person. You don't need him type of yeah, thing. I yeah, I love that. I mm-hmm. love that so much. I'm glad you said yeah, that. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm I'm feeling from her character right now. And I love the relationship between her and Sandra, right? Mm-hmm. I just love, I don't know, just it's really cool. I think that your character is going to hopefully help her throughout the season and vice versa. Yeah. But like, why do you think, and I'm, I'm sure we'll find this out in the next episode or so, but why do you think that she is so resistant to your graciousness of letting her like be in your home? Well, you know, some of that will be unfolded throughout the season. It's Sandra's personal stuff, but it just has to do with her background and where she come from, came from. And, you know, she, uh, I'm mixing up episodes, either in episode two or three, which you just saw Tuesday. Mm-hmm. She uh, helps a woman who is about to be evicted. Mm-hmm. So clearly that's really personal to her. And that gives us insight into her weaknesses and fears mm-hmm. and all of that has to do with her weird feelings about taking uh, Allison's offer of living with her. Definitely. And I, I think that that whole situation kind of raised an eyebrow. We're like, okay, she's obviously very passionate about defending this woman. Mm-hmm. There must be a reason behind this. And we see it kind of unfold a little bit when she starts to break down in the courtroom a little bit. Yeah. So I, I'm just like, come on, unpack your bag, uh, put yeah. your stuff in the closet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> come on. I know. <laughs> But um, who in, who in the cast did you interact with first? Hmm, Britt and Ben Rappaport at the same time. Okay, because blah blah blah, I can talk. <laughs> I had my chemistry read, which was also my test, and it was with both of them. There mm-hmm. was two scenes with um, Ben and one scene with Britt. So I walked into the waiting room, and they're so nice that they were there early That's to cool. talk to me and get to know me and run lines with me if I wanted. Um, and I just hit it off great with both of them immediately. I'm sure that has a lot to do with why I booked it. Cause there was just Definitely. this natural chemistry and just admiration for each other. And it was just really f- seamless and fun. That's awesome. That's such a, like an amazing thing when that happens, because I feel like a lot of times you can go into an audition and you're, you're supposed to like talk with the person beforehand and they're just like, I'm an actor. I'm not yeah. talking to you. And I'm like, come on, like this could help both of us right. if we talk right now. But that's super encouraging to know that you guys all seem like a close cast and that it, that they were so friendly to you, especially on the first day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we are. It's because that's not always the case, you know, excuse me, because it is a job and some people just want to show up, go home, not mm-hmm. make friends, especially because, you know, you do so many jobs, you meet so many people all the time. It can be heartbreaking if mm-hmm. you really love someone and then they tear you apart. So we got really lucky that we all are just like hearts are open and I want you to be my friend. And we are. That's so cool. That's amazing. Well, so Something that I thought was interesting is that you were actually, like, brought in later, right? Like, yeah. they, they, like, recasted your role, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. So they obviously were they were looking for something, and then they found you, and you were what they wanted. So that's also really cool, because they were, they were searching for a while, and they were, like, trying yeah. to find the right person. Which <coughs> just shows, like, <laughs> you must have done a killer audition, because for you to be selected on something that they, I'm sure, had already filmed some stuff for, was yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah, it was a huge honor and a very exciting thing and quite flattering and also kind of awkward Mm -hmm. um but it linda lowey cast for the people and she also cast me in gray's anatomy and in will okay so we have a good track record together three of the four things she's brought me in on i've booked and um that that was really cool just that this team of she and i work so well together and I was able to book, make her look good, and she keeps making me look good, and I have her to thank for three jobs. That's amazing. 
See, I, I'm trying to look for a casting director like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you think that your character made the right choice by mixing business with pleasure in a mm. sense in the courtroom? Because that was kind of one of those things that was like the first case and you were already ready to like kind of throw him under the bus, but you yeah. did it for a good reason. So do you think that you agree with what she did to Seth? I do, because I think that for a relationship to really last and for it to be the right relationship, that it wouldn't have been even a question if they broke up or not. Like, Mm -hmm. I think if they were really meant to be together at that point in time, he wouldn't have left. He Mm -hmm. would have maybe, like, taken a few days to himself or whatever. But for him to just leave, clearly they aren't meant to be together, at least not right now. So I stand by her. And also, I really love my work. And I think there are seasons in life. You know, there are seasons where you really need to put your work first. And then mm-hmm. seasons where you should put your relationship first. But it's the beginning of her professional career. I would have done the same thing. And he's just not strong enough for her. At least Ooh, not right now. All right. I can see that. I don't think. I mean, do you, if you were him, though, can you see why he might feel a little bit betrayed? Totally. No, I okay. get his side, too. Okay, okay. I totally get his side. But... I would like to think that if the roles were reversed, I or Allison would be a little more understanding than he was. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not her fault they got put on the same case. It's not... None of it's her fault. They both just really wanted to do... I think there was some competition in there, but at the core of it, I think Allison really wanted to do right by her client. Yeah. Because, I mean, otherwise the client would have gone to jail for years, Yeah, and she had a kid, and she was... It wasn't that much money, you know? There's, yeah. Yeah. I I agree with what Allison did, but I think that a lot of people were upset because they were like, I would never do that to my significant other. But for for you though, what are your hopes for them throughout the rest of the season? I just want them both to be healthy and happy, healthy emotionally Mm -hmm. and fulfilled and happy. And, you know, breakups are always really hard, but if, if that's what it takes for them to both be in a good place then that's what I want. I just, I want them to both, yeah, be healthy and happy. Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how long had your character known Sandra? Because it seems like there was already a lot of chemistry there. Yeah. To begin with. They'd known each other since the first day of law school. Okay. And they had graduated law school like two years before we met them. Two years or three years? I think two years. So they'd known each other quite a few years. Yeah. And they also, I feel like all of you know each other to an extent, like going into this, which makes it kind of a lot more like sticky situation type of a thing because there's always going to be maybe some ulterior motives going into this if like you guys are put against each other like we see with your character and Seth. Right. And I feel like that's going to be a reoccurring theme going forward with some of the other characters. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It would be really interesting to me to see... Sandra and Seth go against each other Ooh, on a case. Or Sandra and Allison. I don't think that... They can't, That though. wouldn't have. I mean, I wonder if there's a situation where that would happen. I should know this. Because I don't think it can, though, because you are... I don't think so, because we're both public defenders. Yeah, so. But I'm curious if there'd be a situation where... That would be crazy. Interesting. I'm sure if it is, I'm they'll sure, come up with it. Yeah. <laughs> they'll have, like, some kind of... They'll incorporate it into yeah. something, for sure. Um, so... Um, so what is, what do you think Allison's dream is overall? Is is this like her one and only dream? Like she's super committed or does she do it because that's kind of what her parents wanted her to do? Or do you think that's really her, what she wants to do? It's, it's 100% her. Mm-hmm. That's something we'll understand more. We got a glimpse of in episode three is how her parents aren't really that supportive. So it's 100% 
her thing that mm-hmm. she always wanted to do? That's a really good question. I I should know and think more about that, what her yeah. other dreams are. But in terms of her career, this is definitely what she wants to do. Yeah, when I look at her, I think she's like a woman who has put so much into her career and she's so excited for it. And I feel like a lot of people may do it for other reasons or because, oh, this is going to pay well or my parents want me to do it. Right. But with her, you can just see like the passion in her eyes and like it just seems like it's all coming from her. It is. Which I love. Yeah. yeah. And especially in her case, because she comes... From money and stuff, it actually doesn't really make sense for her to be a public defender. If mm-hmm. she wanted to continue building her that part of her life, she would have been a prosecutor because mm-hmm. they get paid a lot more. So it, it all comes from that just burning desire inside to help and to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Which honestly kind of gets a little messy sometimes because especially with some of the cases that we've seen so far, even in just the first two episodes like having to defend a terrorist or in like how he was able to get him off and everything. I'm it just, it's interesting because some people who I would see in my eyes guilty. Yeah. You guys are helping them as well. So that, that, that's something I never really thought of as like a lawyer or defender or whatever. I never thought of, Oh, well sometimes you're helping people that you don't want to help and you have to just sit there and pretend like they're super innocent, which is crazy. Yeah. It's tricky. That's something Britt and I have talked a lot about. And I don't remember when in the season it is, but that's addressed at a certain point. And the general understanding, even that I have from having spoken with some public defenders um, outside of the show, Mm -hmm. they don't think about it that way. It's not like this is a bad person or I don't like this person or whatever. It's just everyone deserves justice. Everyone deserves a fair trial. Mm -hmm. Everyone deserves an unbiased voice in the courtroom so it all comes back to justice in our system. Definitely. I'm hoping that in the next few episodes to come that we're going to see, I don't know why, but I really want to see one of your clients be just like awful and you have to really just like put so much into it to try to help get them get them out, you know? Yeah. So I think that would be really cool to see because I, <clears throat> I, I would want to see how your character would react because I feel like she's like a no-nonsense type of right. person. So I'd love to see how she reacts to that. Um, but what, is your, what has been your favorite line so far that you've said? Oh. It's a hard one. That is a hard (laughs) one. They've all gone out of my head. Um, Let me think about that. Well, it's actually in one of the teasers. Allison says, to a jury, do the right thing. Mm. And I really like that. Yeah. Because that can mean a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It's up for interpretation. And you'll have to decide yourself what the right thing is when you watch that episode. Episode six. Uh, Okay. Very specific. (laughs) You know. (laughs) I do. Yeah, I think my favorite lines are probably in that episode, but I just cannot remember right now. Yes, well, I, I totally get it. It's one of those things where you have to memorize so much, and then when it's time for the next episode, you have to just kind of push it away. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I want to know, like, whenever these shows are happening, are you already thinking, like, far in advance, like, okay, we're season two, I'm excited for season two, or are you kind of one of those people that just kind of lives in the moment, and if it happens, it happens? <sighs> Usually I live in the moment, but I really, really want this to go on for 10 years. So Mm -hmm. I think about it a lot. (laughs) I would too. I think it has so much potential, especially coming from Shonda. And then not only that, but just like the characters are very involved in like all Mm -hmm. the situations intertwine. And it is interesting because instead of there being one main character, it really is how many six people that they kind of alternate between. But but really ten, but mm-hmm. six main the six of us that are the the, the younger ones, mm-hmm. and then also we look at 
uh, Jill Carlin, which is Hope Davis, uh, Roger Gunn, which is Ben Shankman, and mm-hmm. then um, the judge and the clerk of court, Tina Chrisman, and um, forgetting everyone's names. <laughs> There's like, I know their real name and their character name. Yeah. Bonnie Curtis Hall and Anna DeVere Smith. So there's really 10 people that will be explored this season, which is insane. Yeah. But they do it, and they do it well. They really do, because it's, like, about you and Sandra one episode, and then on the second episode, it can still be about that, but then they also incorporate Mm -hmm. this case. And so it's really cool, and it it almost makes you, like, I feel like watching it's made me smarter. Like, I understand some of the lingo now. Yeah, right? And, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, maybe I should be a lawyer. I know. (laughs) It's, like, testament to the writing. Yeah. Every week, I was like, should I quit acting and become a public defense? No. You're like, no. (laughs) You should not. That's a dumb idea. Well, I want to know, um, so, like, on this show, I like to give people advice and, like, if they want to become an actor or become someone in the entertainment industry, what is the biggest piece of advice you could give them if they wanted to take, like, a small step towards their dream today? So many thoughts. (laughs) You know, I think that the biggest thing at that point is just complete belief in yourself which is really hard and sometimes that is just the simple act of taking a step I think it's hard to get rid of those negative voices in your head but let's say I think of like when I lived in Springfield and I wanted to take an acting class and Mm -hmm. I had these dreams you know some people might say oh that's so silly or that's so dumb or you might be thinking I'm so scared what if I mess up just doing it anyway in spite of that fear and those negative voices will become a habit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it becomes something you got to keep doing. And I just think that's the biggest first step. It's like telling your fear to get out of here. Yeah. And it's it's really hard to do sometimes, but it's interesting yeah. to know that like, you know, people like you who are, you know, in such a great place right now and on this amazing show that you can still sometimes have those thoughts. Everyone feels oh. like, "Oh, well, she would never think Every that." Every day. Yeah. I had an audition today and I was like, "Oh, no, I'm not good enough. I'm not prepared. What are they thinking?" And then I do it, and then I leave. Yeah. <laughs> then I do it again tomorrow. Yes, definitely. So whenever you are on a show like this, you're still auditioning for other things. Yeah. When we were shooting, I probably probably only had two auditions mm-hmm. because most things, as you know, are casting for like two weeks from now or whatever. But now that we're on a break, I'm auditioning a lot. But that's a choice. Some of the actors wanted to take a break. They mm-hmm. don't want to do another project. They want to go on vacation or one actor is going on his honeymoon but I don't like to sit around. And yeah. I really want the next thing. So, yeah, I am auditioning. That's cool. I, I would imagine it's hard, though, to kind of balance it all because, I'm, I mean, you said you had two while you were shooting. But, like, if you're shooting something and then having to let them know, hey, I just want to let you know I'm on this show, if it, like, makes it complicated, yeah. you know? Sometimes you lie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Other times you just hope that it works out, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like a lot of people don't understand how insane auditions are. Like, it really is you're putting all of yourself out there on the floor for these random people who, like, sometimes aren't not even looking at you. They're looking at a monitor of you on. They don't even, like, give you the time of day. I was literally dancing on top of this, like, giant floating sandwich yesterday on an audition. (laughs) And they couldn't even look up at me. I was like, are you kidding? Yeah, it's very degrading. Yeah. And exhausting and sad. But then, but we just keep doing it because it's also weirdly fun. It's fun to book the job. Definitely. But sometimes you book the job and then they recast you. Like, it's just, there, anything can happen. So I think the other thing is just to make sure that your identity mm-hmm. isn't rooted in your dream. That it's rooted in day-to-day things, your relationships and ways you take care of yourself and mm-hmm. just 
what you do for fun, that it's not, that all of that other stuff is fun, but it doesn't, it's not who you are. Yeah. I love that. I think that's very important for people to understand. A lot of people put all their self-worth in, oh, well, did they like me or whatever. But it's hard. It's hard yeah. not to. But it's just something to remind yourself, I think. Definitely. I love how positive of a person you are. It really Thanks. does like kind of just like ooze off to everybody else, which is amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, I also wanted to um, do this thing. Every Everyone on the show now has to like go through the top five millennial moments of the week. And oh. I kind of want your take on things. Okay. So the on the, number five, I wanted to ask you, what did you think about Will Smith getting his Instagram? Have you heard about this? No. Oh my gosh. He has like his Instagram now and he like is like the dad of Instagram. He's hilarious. What's he posting? He just posts crazy things where he like, like shows up randomly and surprises people or he'll be what? like, yeah, it's just really random stuff, but it's super funny. funny. Yeah. You got to check it out. I wouldn't mind that if he just showed up and surprised me. Right. Like, oh, hey, Will Smith. <laughs> exactly. Cool. I don't know what I would do. I'd be like, oh my gosh. I don't crazy. Do either. I know. But at number four, I don't know if you like, do you like Taco Bell? Yeah. Okay. Have you tried their new fries? No. You haven't tried no. them? I love Taco Bell, but I don't go that often in okay. LA for some reason. I feel yeah. like there's just like really good, authentic Mexican food here, but I went, I go a lot when I'm home in Springfield. Yeah. You got to check it out. It's really good. They like, it's like this weird batter with like, it's not like almost a little spicy and like you dip them in cheese. It's really good. Okay, I'm going so you out. Gotta check this. it out. Um, also, number three, what are your thoughts on the Black Panther movie? Have you seen it? Oh, it's so good. I loved it. Yes. I love, love, loved it. I have a funny story about Ooh, okay. that movie. I was in Australia shooting The Leftovers, <clears throat> and my girlfriend and I were driving through the Outback. This was one time in my life I didn't want any auditions. I was like, six weeks, no auditions. I'm just going to be off the grid. It's off the grid. Check my phone on the Wi-Fi for like the first time in three days. I have an audition for some untitled feature. Mm. I didn't know until I saw it. It was Black Panther. What? I didn't have any makeup. I looked terrible. We pulled to the side of the road and like filmed, but it was busy and all these people were walking by and... I thought I did a good job. My agents didn't like it oh. because it was so unprofessional. Yeah. And then I was watching the movie and I was like, if I knew that that's what I was auditioning oh for, gosh. I would have figured it out. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't meant to be. Do you remember which character you were going for? It was for um, the the sister who was all into the tech and oh was really gosh. smart. And she was perfect. She was I don't think, I mean, she was the only one for the role, but it was still just this moment of, like, what? Uh, yes. Wow. That so, is crazy. Wasn't meant to be. Are you like Team Chadwick Boseman or Ch- Team Michael B. Jordan? Team in terms of the character or in terms of like crushing? I guess crushing. Chadwick. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of guests have said Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I just like to be different. Yeah, that's there you really go. the only reason. <laughs> well, at number two, I want to get your take on this famous app right now, Facetune. Do you think that it's it's like basically where you, like, airbrush your skin oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like, okay, like, on Instagram, you're, you should be able to kind of, like, show people what you want? Or are you all about, like, being yourself? I hate all of that stuff. I mean, I respect that if that's what a girl wants to do or a guy, you do what makes you happy. But mm-hmm. I just hate it because it puts this pressure for everyone to be so perfect, which just feeds into everyone being so self-conscious and then mm-hmm. needing to use the apps. It's really smart, actually. It's really smart of them, but I hate them. I know. I feel you. It's like a love-hate relationship. Sometimes I use it. Look at this. This is like kind of like a... Oh, what? See? I personally think on the left, she looks much more beautiful. I think so, too. I mean, like... That's just me. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I'm going to probably... Okay, after a day, I'm going to try to use it a little less. Because sometimes, under the eye, I can... Which, like, I get that. But those look like two totally different people. Really does. 
it's crazy. And but, I mean, I'm not going to judge anyone who uses it. I, yeah. just, I just think it all feeds into a negative cycle. I agree. Definitely. And coming in at number one, okay. you guys, this is an exciting one. Okay. okay. So there is this new show that millennials have to watch. It's so good. It's called For the People <laughs> on ABC, and you guys should totally watch it. And I agree. What nights does it premiere again? Tuesday nights, 10 p.m., 9 central on ABC. Awesome. And you guys can also check out the After Buzz TV after show for For the People on Thursday nights. Cool. Check that out. And do you have any other um, upcoming projects? Right oh, my gosh. Yes. I don't remember. This Can promo. Just, yeah, it's the right hand. <laughs> had you already like shot a bunch of stuff before this, or was this like the first that day? That was in December. Okay. So we were like halfway through, I think. Yeah. Did you know that you were going to be in the middle? No, I didn't. <laughs> my mom was thrilled. I bet. She's so excited. We're in the middle. Oh, oh my she's gosh. Very excited. I know. As soon as I saw this, I'm like, she's made it. I'm like, <laughs> this is it. She's not going to have to worry for another job for the rest of her life. <laughs> if it keeps going, 10 That's seasons. That's right. That's right. Well, um, um, you guys definitely be tweeting hashtag renew for the people season yes. two. Yes. Because all of those watch things. Watch it. Rewatch yeah. it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Definitely. And you can always catch it on the ABC app as well. Yes. If they miss it. On Hulu. Yes. And also, where can everyone find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N, Savoy, S-A-V-O-Y, at Jasmine Savoy. Tweet with me. We do live tweeting on Tuesdays for the East Coast feed. Okay. That's really fun. Definitely. I love interacting with people on Twitter. Do you like meet up all at like at the headquarters of ABC yeah, and do it yeah. together? Whoever's in town, we, That's we do fun. it together. It's really fun. That's so cool. Well, thank you so much for coming thank in. You. I'm so proud of you. I'll have to come in again. Yes, definitely. Well, you guys can find me everywhere at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. Thank you guys for watching. Watch for the people on ABC. Bye, guys. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.